sick, and, and, and we certainly do that here on Wednesday nights. Well, we're talking about Survivor, and this is, to me, um, I mean, this series uh, really, it, it touches my heart. When I, when I study sermons, I, I, you would like to think that all of them touch you in some measure, but I think this one really has a deeper feel in, in, my, in my heart because I, I know that people struggle. I, I know that there are times that I struggle. And, you know, there are times when life throws you a curveball. Difficult moments. And, and we face some of them. Some of, some of our families have faced some of those even in the last few months. Those, those moments in life where you just kind of, you know, scratch your head and wonder, where'd that come from? And as a pastor, I have the opportunity to walk through those circumstances with people. And many times I, I, carry, I carry some of the weight. I at least try. To carry some of the weight and help people face difficult times, challenging times. Because, I mean, here's the deal about life life has challenges. Life has challenges. You know, I mean, years ago we used to blame everything on, on the devil. You know, like if you went through a bad time, well, it was the devil. And then other times you, 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 you blame people or you might even blame God. And I've seen people that did when they face these challenges. And the reality of it is, is we face challenges because we're still breathing. We're still, we're still alive. Life, you know, life has a way of happening Bible talks about it raining on the just and the unjust. This is, everyone goes through difficulties. Years ago, I was preaching a youth convention, if y'all could imagine that, and there was a preacher before me, several of us preaching at this convention, and was sitting in the audience listening to another speaker. And he made this statement to those young people. He says, if you'll come and give your heart to God in this altar today, God will solve all of your problems. And I mean, I took a, it kind of took me back. I went, boy, that's unrealistic. That God will help you in your trouble. God will strengthen you in your trouble. But I was sitting out there thinking, man, I'm preaching the gospel, traveling all over everywhere and living for the Lord the best I know how, and God has yet to solve all of my problems. Because as soon as one thing gets fixed, it seems like something else comes along. Can you say amen to that? Challenges. I don't think that the Bible promises to any of us that God will Keep us from challenges. Life brings challenges. Life has moments of sadness. Life has moments of discouragement. Life 
has good moments. And life has bad moments. And that's just, that's just the way it is. So how do we deal with those challenges? I mean, that's really the big word is, is everyone faces challenges. And the secret to life isn't to stay out of difficulties because that really isn't life. The secret to life is how we survive those moments of difficulty. How we survive those days when one-third of the lights on your property don't work. I mean, what do you do? Do you, do you fold up and quit? Do you hang a sign on the door and say, my life is now out of business? No. No, you find ways to be a survivor, to face the challenge and to overcome. It's what Jesus did on the cross in Hebrews 12 too, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. He didn't like the cross. He wasn't happy about the cross. He scorned its shame. But the reality of it is he endured the cross. How? Because he understood it didn't end with the cross. For the joy that was set before him. So really the heart of this series is saying that no matter what you're facing right now, it's not always going to be that way. It's a season. And there are seasons that we have to survive. It's, it's, a, it's just a moment in life that you, you have to, what some say, and I really think it's impossible, but you pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, you just got to have some tenacity about yourself to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this overcome me. I will overcome this. And that is the attitude that Jesus portrayed on that cross. He endured the cross because there was something better coming. And that was a tremendous victory. This tremendous, amazing victory that was on the horizon. The word of hope to us is is that storms don't last. The word of hope to us is that the sun will shine again. And I understand in my own life I faced those days where I thought maybe the sun won't shine again, but I know of a surety that the sun will shine again. God's mercy will reach into my life, and so we have to figure out how to survive and then ultimately thrive. And, and we talked about that. We talked about endurance. That if you're going to be a survivor, you've got to learn to endure. That's a perseverance. When the severe comes in, you've got to persevere. We talked about the reality of, of being a survivor. And last week we talked about that, you know, you need to surround yourself with some people that can, that can help you along. You need to be on the right team. Thank God for the church. And I think a lot of people, there, I mean, there's people that, that, that are disparaging about the church because at some point maybe in their life they were hurt by people in the church. And I get it. I get that. I've been hurt by people in the church. Matter of fact, I could probably truthfully say that most, if not all, of the pain and hurt and rejection in my life has come as a result of my interaction with the church. But we don't quit on the church because of that. And the reason why is because there's a whole lot more that's good about being with the people than there is those moments that are 
challenging. You know, because we all have gifts. You have gifts. Man, you know, sometimes when I'm just not feeling good at all, you know, maybe I'm a little down, and there's just something about shaking your hand and, and, and you smiling. Just simple things that bring that level of appreciation again to my life. People impart their grace gifts and say everything's going to be okay. You know what I mean? It's walking in like, like to that hospital room with a bag of Funyuns. You know what I'm saying? It's just, there's just something nice about being with the people of God who have gifts that are meant to be imparted to my life and to your life. That God didn't give me my gifts for me. That God gave me my gifts for you. To give you. To flow from me to you. To help you. And sometimes it's helping you face challenges. Dark days. Then when I think about that, you know, loosely, this series is kind of loosely tied to some of the ideas around the television show Survivor. When I think about things that they do, certainly they have to endure, and certainly you see this mirrored in life that they need to be on the right team. Your team can really mess you up if, if you're not on the right team and get the right people around you. But then, but then this, this other thing that they do, and I'm not a real big survivor watcher. Matter of fact, I don't even know how many seasons they're into now, but we watched like the first maybe two years ago and then just sort of drifted um, away from that. But I do remember this, that, that and, and then I've, you know, you've landed on them here or there uh, and see that they're still kind of doing the same thing. Um, there's that moment of deliberation. There's that moment of deliberation where, you know, everybody kind of gets together and starts deliberating who's going to be the survivor. And, and sometimes people get, every week I think somebody gets kicked out, you know, but, but boy, you have, to be able to, you have to be able to deliberate right. I think about us in life and how do we face these challenges. And, 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 I, and I, I really say it like this, that we don't want to focus solely on the challenge. Jesus didn't solely focus on the cross. He endured the cross. He was eyes were set forward, looking at that which was to come. And and we see this this amazing thing happen though that that he didn't ignore the cross. I mean I think sometimes people want to and and I and I believe in making declarations, so don't get don't take me wrong what I'm about to say, but I, I think sometimes we want to make proclamations in our life that uh, try to make something that's not reality. You know what I mean? If you came to church today in a pinto, you can't confess yourself into a Lamborghini. I mean, you're driving a pinto home, right? You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't sit in a, in a... Do they even make Pintos anymore? Those were... The, all of the young people in the room are going, what in the world is a Pinto? Focus. That's the word. That's a Ford Focus. That's a good comparison to maybe. Yes? When I was a kid, Pinto was a pretty good car, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Just go ahead and just throw me under the bus. I hear I can't see you over there because the lights are out, but I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you if you came to church today in a in a Ford Focus, 
You can't sit in the seat of the focus and go, it's a Lamborghini, it's a Lamborghini, it's a Lamborghini, it's a Lamborghini. No, it's not. It's not a Lamborghini. It's not a Rolls Royce. It's a Ford Focus. And thank God for them. You know? Thank God for them. Good car, I think. A lot of people drive them. Not saying anything wrong. I'm, I'm saying that it's... You can't, confess your, you can't confess yourself out of reality. If you are facing a difficult circumstance, you need to deliberate on that circumstance. You need, to, you need to not ignore what's going on. Is anybody in this place? I mean, I'm just trying to. You can't ignore it. You have to face it. I didn't say you have to completely focus on it. I think you, if you don't focus on the circumstance, but yet also focus on that which is to come, then you get very discouraged. But you can't ignore the circumstances, though it's not happening. Listen, that thing's happening. Life is happening. Challenges, it's happening. So how do we deliberate on it without being discouraged? Well, I'm going to give you Two or three things today that, that'll help us. That'll help us in our deliberation where we're recognizing the reality, but we're not, not going to focus on it in such a way as to be discouraged. We're going to recognize the reality and we're going to deliberate on it to find the solution. First thing, first thing, and this is important when facing challenges we have the opportunity to deliberate in prayer. We have the opportunity to deliberate in prayer. Jesus gave us this example in the garden prayer. We read this on, on Easter Sunday, Matthew 26, verse 39. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will, he returned to the disciples, found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? And other places, Jesus said, could you not pray with me? I mean, is there any evidence at all that I'm going through a challenge? Do you not realize that you are about to face a challenge? They weren't praying. And because they didn't pray, Jesus even told Peter, pray lest you fall into temptation. He, and he had already told him before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me. He had already warned him that you were about to face this enormous challenge. And if you're going to have any strength... To sustain yourself through that challenge, you better pray. You better deliberate in prayer. He asked Peter that in verse 40. Then look at 41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus is telling him. If you're going to be a survivor, you need to deliberate in prayer. Then the Bible says in verse 42, he went away a second time and prayed. 
My Father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And you can see his entire attitude has changed between these two prayers. In the first one, he's saying, if it is at all possible, let this cup pass. But in the second one, he's understanding, he's deliberating in prayer, and he's understanding the reality of his circumstance. He's not denying the circumstance, he's understanding, and in his deliberation over that circumstance, he comes to the conclusion, if it's not possible then, if it's not possible, I'm not even asking for it to pass anymore, it's not possible, I'm just going to pray for your will to be done. And I will tell you this when we deliberate in prayer. That is one of the most powerful conclusions that any one of us could ever come to. That, Well then, Lord, just let your will be done. I mean, it's a resignation of the moment that it is now completely out of my hands. And I just want the will of God to be done. Now, you can say that when you have confidence in the God to whom you're praying to. When you understand that if the will of God is done, if the will of God is done, if the will of God is done, it's going to be good for you. Somehow. Some way. And so as we deliberate in prayer... I mean, it's amazing how many people, even Christians, try to overcome challenging seasons without prayer. I mean, I can't even count how many times that people have come to me for answers and I asked them, well, have you prayed about this? And their attitude was, pretty much, no, that's what you're for. You know, you, you pray. I, I had someone told me point blank one time, you pray and just tell me what God's answer is. I'm like, I can't do that for you. That's not, that's not my responsibility. You pray. You deliberate in prayer. I mean, we need to learn to deliberate our challenging moments, our trouble. We need to learn to deliberate those things in prayer. I mean, years ago, an old hymn was written, and some of you will know it instantly. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Second verse says, Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Funny how this isn't a new concept. This isn't pastor coming up with some fancy revelation. Woohoo! Going to be able to leave the house day and say, "I heard from the Lord, and I told you where the dinosaurs went." Not going to be able to say that today. This is this is 
old-time gospel preaching that simply says, when we face challenges, we do ourselves harm when we do not exercise prayer into our deliberation. Prayer is a key ingredient for endurance. Look at Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Your heart and your mind will be guarded by the peace of God that comes as a result of you taking your situation to God in prayer. Pastor, I don't know how to pray. That's a bad thing. Because clearly, you misunderstand what prayer is. So let me help you there. Prayer is talking to God. There you have it. Well, I don't know any fancy words. Prayer is you talking to God. Doesn't have to have a thee, doesn't have to have a thou. It just needs you. And I mean, I'm a... I'm a I'm a not so, can I say this? I'm a not so kosher prayer. I I just talk to God like I talk to people. So it might come out like this. Hey, Lord, we really need you around here. We really need you. And you just, you just talk to him. Another song years ago. I don't know why I have. I think the spirit of Gaither homecoming is still wafting my, even though I didn't go. But remember that song, It's Me Again, Lord. I got a prayer that needs an answer. It's me again, Lord. So simple. So simple. Some of you thinking, is that really a song? Well, it continues on like this. Well, I don't mean to worry you, but here I am facing something new. And I need help that only comes from you. It's me again, Lord. So we learn how to survive when we, when we deliberate in the arena of prayer. Prayer is so key. Second thing that, that we need to know, when facing a challenge, we have the opportunity to deliberate in the Word of God. We have the opportunity to deliberate in the Word of God. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but they invented... A printing press that made Bibles readily available. Been doing it now for about 
a thousand years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you noticed it or not, but those of you that have graduated to a smartphone can get a free Bible translation. I don't know if you know it or not. Of course you do. This generation has no excuse when it comes to not knowing what the Bible says. Because the only, the only excuse we could truly give is that we just didn't do it. We just didn't read it. So, Pastor, I, I have a hard time reading the Bible. Where should I start? I'd start, I love the book of John. I'd start the Gospel of John. A lot of believe in there, especially if you're going through a troubling situation. There's a lot of believe in the book of John. I discovered that years ago, a man uh, came by and uh, we were facing challenges in our life, in the church, and all of this stuff going on. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, how you doing? How you doing on your Bible reading? You know, just for your personal devotion. How you doing for your Bible reading? And I had to admit, I wasn't doing all that great. I'm pastor, I'm busy, I'm studying for sermons, I'm trying to figure things out. He says, you know what you need to do? You need to, you need to open up your Bible, and you need to go to the book of John, and you need to take a pen. Now, don't let this be sacrilegious, those of you who think shouldn't write in the Bible, because that's, okay, anyway. So, I took out a pen, and he said, I want you to go through the book of John, and every derivative of the word believe, every derivative of the word believe, believe, believed, believes, every derivative of the word to believe. I just want you to underline it. I want you to count how many times in the book of John the word believe shows up. And I was staggered. In that particular translation, it was 89. 89 times the translators translated the Greek word into the English word believe, believes, believed. And something happened inside of me. This is the craziest thing. Something happened inside of me as I made a devotion that I was just going to read the book of John and underline the derivatives of the word belief. And, and he said, I'm going, to, you know, I'm going to ask you about this next week. And so I had a week to do it. And I came back. And he said, you know what you need to do? Man, you've got other... Look at all these translations of the Bible. You, you, need, to take, <laughs> you, you need to take every translation you got, go to the book of John, and find out how many times those translators translated the word believe, 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 believe. And you know what? There was something about that summer. I can remember it like it was yesterday. There was something about that summer. That man forced me to deliberate my circumstance in the Word. Because suddenly the Word began to speak out to me about my circumstance, about my storm, or about my sickness or the lepers that were there or even the cross scene and those that wanted to forsake the Lord and I'm reading all of this in the book of John just trying to find the word believe and I'm reading all of this and deliberating and suddenly that word began to speak into my life that word began to speak into my circumstance and you know what we survived that summer (laughs) Ah, we survived that summer and oh my goodness it's been Well, it's been a decade. 
It's been, we're, we're in our 11th summer. We're going into our 11th summer from that summer that I thought was going to eat me. I thought that there was absolutely no way we were going to get out of that summer. And guess what? We're still here. Here I am. I'm still breathing. We survived. What I thought was catastrophic, we survived. And that man helped me by teaching me to get in the Word and deliberate, not just in prayer, but deliberate in the Word. In the Word. Check check this out. This is powerful. 2 Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, check this out, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Well, what's a good work in your life? Right now it might be surviving. <laughs> that good work might be surviving right now. All right? And that, that Bible tells us that you can be thoroughly equipped by going to the Scriptures, going to the Scriptures, going to the Scriptures. You know what I like to do? If I'm facing a situation, I like to go to the Bible and find verses that speak toward that situation. For instance, if I'm... If I'm being anxious and I'll go to that and be anxious for nothing but then I'll go to those verses that talk about the peace of God with passes understanding and I'll just read those verses I'll just read them I'll massage those verses into my circumstance I'm deliberating in the word and when that thing crops up and says you're not gonna make it I can speak back and say but the word of God says is that not what Jesus did when he was tempted that every temptation Every temptation in his challenging moment, that, that, that in, the, in the wilderness, that challenging moment he faced in the wilderness, what did he do? He prayed. What else did he do? He spoke the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. Praise God. Last but not least. But before I do that, let me say this. We need to evaluate our system, our We need to evaluate our situation in the Word. Evaluate. What does the Bible say about that? What does the Bible say about that fear? What does the Bible say about that worry? What does the Bible say? You might be surprised that the Bible says that you're going to be a survivor. (laughs) Finally, when facing a challenge, we have the opportunity to deliberate in the company of advisors. It's important. We have the opportunity to deliberate in the company of advisors. It's a little different from being on the right team. I, I think that I think I need to say it like this. Every one of us needs wise people in our lives that we can talk to. Proverbs eleven fourteen says it like this for Lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. Victory is won through many advisors. And we do ourselves a tremendous disservice when we don't deliberate our situation in the company of wise counsel. Amen. That don't mean they do it all for you, but what it does mean is that you have somebody in your life or somebodies in your life that you can go to and say, what do you think about this? And they can go, yuck. How do, how do you think I'm going to deal with this? And they go, well, you know, it might, be, it might be very useful for you not to react right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, 
Maybe you have somebody in your life that'll say, it might, it might be a good idea for you not to post that on Facebook. It might be a good idea for you, for you not to fly that out there. Don't, don't start a fight that you, that you don't want to finish. Have a multitude of counsel in your life. Well, praise God. I mean, that's a good word. That's a good word today. What we need to do if we're going to be survivor, we need to learn. We need to learn to deliberate. And I give you three great places to do that. Stand with me today. God bless you. I'm going to pray over us. We are having baptisms today. Baptisms are in the gym. I don't believe I don't believe we have any that signed up to be baptized after First Church. But if you would like to be baptized, we will do that. We can, we can put you down in street clothes today. I mean, well, whatever. But we have several, eight or nine, I think, several that are getting baptized that signed up to be baptized after Second Church. So uh, we're very excited about that. But before we do anything else, would you bow your heads? I want to pray for you. And I'm going to ask the Lord to help you and help me. Father, we just declare right now in Jesus' name your goodness in every heart and in every life. I speak a word right now over this people that we would hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us and that you will help us. I'm asking you to help us deliberate in prayer. Help us to be people of prayer. I pray that you will help us, Lord, be people of, of the Word. And I pray that you would help us people who understand the benefit of wise counsel. And we're going to give you the praise and the glory for everything that you have done in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord because he's worthy. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We end our services with a time of giving. This is a time that we bring our offering to the Lord.